What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Trust Your Board Podcast. My name's Stephen Wright, joined by Mr. William Monroe. Will, how you doing? If doing well. Wrapping up work here on a Monday evening and got double the trouble here for Monday Night Football. Two games tonight, including uh, my Eagles. How are you doing today on Monday? Yeah, I can't complain. It was an easy Monday. Um, do you know why they're doing two games tonight? No, and I think it's even more curious that they're not like fully offsetting them. They have them kind of overlapping. Yeah, I thought uh, in years past, they've done two Monday Night games for like the first week of the year. Um, but I don't know, like if something happened last week that stopped that, like there was another, whatever TV event, they decided not to do it. Like, yeah. I can't think of anything. Not that I can think of. And it's not like it was Labor Day because it was the weekend after Labor Day weekend. So yeah, I don't know if, if it's just the way it worked out that they were doing it in week two, but yeah, I think it's, it's you know, usually they, they offset it with like a East Coast game at seven and the West Coast game at ten. Yeah, but this time they're both on the East Coast and they're both like at the you know seven and eight thirty. It's really strange. Yeah, I don't know. Well, one's what one's on TV and one's on Prime or something, right? Something like that. I'm not positive. I, I would. Well, Prime gets all the Thursday. Oh yeah, games. they get the Thursday games. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Uh... Maybe I don't know if ESPN would have both or if they'd just have one. Yeah, that like, is. Um... Yeah, it looks like they have the Bills and the Titans on ESPN, and then maybe ABC has the other one. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and then ABC has the other one. So, you know, ESPN's getting, you know, ABC, ESPN together. They're getting both games, but yeah, it's just strange that they're trying to air both at the same time, or at least cross them over. I'm I'm sure there's a reason if we hunted for it, but whatever. What can you do? Yeah, yeah, either way, um, we are. Here at the end of week two already. Yeah, we are, which means we have uh, waivers to discuss. Um, there was some uh, pretty important injuries last week. You know, Herbert, Lance, Judy, Connor, Renfro. I don't think we've heard uh, Damon Harris, I think, went out. I don't think we've heard anything about him. Is that right? I don't believe we heard anything. I know, I, I don't think it was serious, and I don't think there's really been any word. But I don't know if it... I don't know if he like went out and came back in, uh, but I do remember hearing at least something on the broadcast. Yeah, no news is good news, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. So, uh, yeah, so we got to limped off on world. final carry is what some things say here, but there doesn't look like there's anything new on that. Yeah, I haven't seen anything about like an MRI or anything, so I'm assuming, uh, assuming he's all good. But on mm. the radar, just in case, you never know. Uh, so with that uh, said, are you ready to jump into some of these waivers? Yeah, I've got some interesting ones here for the running back position um, with Damian ha- or uh, James Conner getting banged up. Still some uncertainty on the severity there. Uh, some of his backfield mates played well there. And Daryl Williams, 4% rostered. And Eno Benjamin, 11% rostered. Yeah, between the two, Daryl's the one that I trust more. We we've seen some good things out of Daryl Williams in Kansas yeah. City on a fall a few different occasions. Um, where you know has flashed every once in a while, but nothing to the extent of Daryl. So I think Daryl would be the one I'm interested in. Would you agree with that? You you more of an Eno guy? Uh yeah, I went back and forth. That's kind of surprised that Daryl didn't get involved like earlier in camp. Like all the signs are pointing to Eno as the backup and it, it was just Strange because it seemed like Daryl was a more talented guy. Uh, you know, we said we saw it in Kansas City. 
So I would go with Daryl as well. He definitely looked like the better back. Um, he had eight carries for 59 yards and then added two catches for a few yards, got in the end zone. So I th- think he's definitely a good add regardless of Connor's health. You know, and it can be a stash, but if Connor's out this week, I think he's someone you can definitely flex. Yeah, solid. Um, Raheem Mostert, 43% rostered, um, looks to be taking over the job in, in Miami. You know, hard to say after just two weeks in a backfield that, you know, neither of them have been like outstanding. Um, but he's definitely, uh, you know, out carrying chase and I, I think getting a fair amount of passing work too, not as much as chase, but still getting some is most certain of interest. You're not buying it or what do you, what do you think on him? Yeah. I mean, he was someone, I think, you know, 43% rostered, you know, only half of the leagues here are going to see him a little more than that. I actually drafted him in our league and just kind of stashing him on the bench uh, for some, just like this, right. You know, I think we assume chase was going to be the one a, but most right there with them. 11 carries 51 yards. Three targets, caught all of those for 28 yards. So, you know, thrilled to see 79 yards and you know, getting 14 opportunities. So you know, if he got in the end zone, it would have been a huge day. Um, but alas, you know, still a solid day there outside of scoring a touchdown. Yeah, it's good to have a running back on a what seems to be a really good offense. Um, I don't know if you're going to tr- want to trust starting him every week. Um, but a good death play and definitely a guy that you, it's seemingly right now you could kind of plug in here and there, right? Yeah, yeah, and that and the kind of lines right up with the next guy here, JD McKissick. Finally gets back in the uh target graces here. Seven targets, catches all of them for fifty-four yards. So you'd love seeing seven catches. Uh, only three carries for nine yards. That's pretty much just a bonus there. And this is someone I think, you know, like your team where you had the you know zero RB approach. You wanna get these guys that are just gonna get a ton of pass catching until you can hit on, you know, another running back off the waivers. So is this someone you may be looking at in our league here where you you went a little more zero RB? Maybe. I mean, I drafted him and I've dropped him and I still don't really trust him. Like he got a lot of targets, but the game script was heavily in his favor. This one um, where, I, you know, the Washington defense doesn't seem to be great, but I'm assuming they're not going to be down like 21 to nothing, you know, every week. Um, and the week prior, his usage was terrible. So, you know. Two different stories and two different weeks. I don't know what to make of it. Um, I would imagine he'll fall into kind of his normal role of, you know, decent pass catching. And, you know, some weeks that's good enough to be worthy of a start. And then sometimes not. It might not be mm-hmm. predictable enough to really want to rely on him. Um, so I don't plan on picking him back up, I don't think. But uh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'd have to Inter- take a look. I have a roster one. spot, I think. Um, but he's someone I think you're going to get the same usage from kind of regardless of how the backfield works. He's worked in the past game versus the next guy here, Jamal Williams, 58% rostered. He's the one that I think you're stashing and you're probably not going to want to play him unless DeAndre Swift misses. And then you think you might be able to get, you know, big red zone opportunities with him getting, you know, not splitting them, getting the most of them. Um, and maybe even seeing it uptick and carries uh, any interest in Jamal Williams there. He's not bad depth. You know, if I'm looking at my bye weeks and, you know, I really don't have a lot of death, I'd be okay plugging him in and hoping, you know, he gets his normal workload and happens to get a touchdown. Um, you know, I think that's more likely with him than, um, say, the next two people on the list. Um, but with that said, you know, almost 60% rostered. Like, he's just barely under our threshold for being for yeah. talking about it all. He's going to be kind of hard to find. So, um, yeah, he's not bad depth. 
Yeah, and then that brings us to two rookies here. Ty Davis-Price, 8% rostered for San Francisco. Tyler Algier, 14% rostered for Atlanta. Um, any interest in either of them? Any you know, one stick out more than the other? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess... Algier, I guess, because of the injury in front of him um, with Damian. You know, he saw some work. Tyrion Davis-Price really didn't do anything at all until the end of the game. Um, and Did Mason him, play? I hadn't been able to find a ton on him. Did he see the field at all as well for um, San Francisco? I don't remember hearing his name, um, but let me – I will take a look at that real quick. Yeah, this is interesting. You know, when you look at the Algier side, he actually had 10 carries and matched Patterson's carry count. Uh, didn't have any targets, uh, but I don't think he's someone that can't pet, uh, catch the ball. 10 for 30, so not what you want to see from an efficiency standpoint, but they clearly wanted to give him the ball when he was you know, one of two running backs that they're using. So I wouldn't mind stashing Elzier. I don't think you have to spend up on him, um, but I think you probably have a little bit more value in you know a a one B in the San Francisco backfield if we think it's going to be Price or Mason. Yeah, Mason did nothing, no carries, no nothing. Um, yeah, so I guess like Davis Price has probably more upside because like he has the potential to win the job. I don't think that is very high given he was scratched week one and then did nothing this week really, yeah, like three carries or something at the very end of the game, where you know. Okay, you're like Pat. That's Patterson's job. Like he has to have an injury in front of him. So, you know, between the two, I'll take Davis Price, but I'd rather put my waiver bid somewhere else. Yeah, some of these earlier guys here. These are guys I think when you you know put in some claims for Daryl Williams or Raheem Mostert or McKissick, you can throw an extra one of these at the at the end in case you miss out on you know waiver claims or you know, your fat bids, you get beat by some, some of these bigger ones. You could throw in a $1 or $0 bid on these other guys to just have kind of as your pullback options. If you miss out on some of the bigger prizes. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Some nice prizes, uh, prizes over in the, the wide receiver realm here. Um, two guys right off the bat here, Will, that have had two good back-to-back weeks with very low rostership, uh, Noah Brown and uh, Greg Dorch. Are you liking both of them? You're liking one more than the other? What do you What do you think there? Uh, I think probably Noah Brown more than Dorch. I mean, it's not a great offense for Dallas right now, although they did get the win there against Cincinnati. But he looks pretty clear in a way that wide receiver two right now And we'll see what happens when Gallup gets back, you know, if Tolbert comes along. But I think there's a better chance that he can kind of carve, keep that role, especially with, I believe I saw uh, tight end Schultz injured his PCL, which I'm not sure exactly where in your knee that one is. But if he's out for a little bit, you know, or or even just hampered, you know, there's going to be targets to go around. Whereas I think as people start getting healthier and coming off a suspension in Arizona, a little very good likelihood that George kind of continues to see this, uh, his ability or opportunity evaporate a little more. Yeah, agreed. I, it, I would probably, you know, George is a good short term guy. You know, eventually Hopkins will come back and, you know, that'll, I'd imagine it'll all disappear for him at that point. Um, though Brown's just, it's kind of hard to trust that offense as a whole. I mean, like you said, 
Schultz, I mean, I imagine it at least a couple weeks. Um, it's kind of hard to trust Cooper Rush. Um, but, you know, in theory, someone's got to catch the ball. Um, so, I don't know. I'd probably go Dorch because I like the offense more and more upside, even though it's, it's short term. But Noah Brown's pretty solid, too. And I like him more than a bunch of the other options we have listed here. Um yeah, Perriman's interesting, I think, for like the very short term because Mike Evans being suspended, who knows who else is going to be healthy next week. So against Green Bay, for sure, Perriman could be very, very necessary. Um, Watson scored a touchdown, but not thrilled for there in Kansas City. And Josh Reynolds, 0% rostered. It definitely just looks like he has a uh, connection there with Goff. Amon Ra clearly is the, the guy that's going to get most of the work, but you know, you're you may gonna have some weeks where Reynolds is the number two there if um Chark doesn't hit. Yeah, agreed. You know, Watson just a dart throw. Just like a lot of the wide receivers at Kansas City. Um just Reynolds, you know, we've seen in the past with the Rams. Like he's a good wide receiver. He'll pop off every now and then. Um, but to expect any sort of consistency out of him is probably not a good idea. Um who else we got here? Sammy Watkins, also the model of consistency <laughs> throughout yeah, his yeah. uh Career, I don't know. I mean, are you super interested in him? Is there anything to really th- to say He'd on be him? one like he and Perriman. I'd probably be throwing at the back of my roster claims. You know, Dorch, Brown, definitely ahead of them, as well as a few other guys we'll probably talk about here. Um, Palmer, one that got his day saved there at the end, but still, you know, still like got a lot of work and usage. So depending on Keenan Allen's availability, Palmer could be another good spot start. Against Jacksonville this week. Yeah, agreed. That, that was a worrisome week. Um, but like you said, the work was there. So that's that's good to see. Yeah, and obviously, you know, coming away with a late touchdown really saved his day. He only had like three for 20-some, but eight targets. So he's definitely involved. And you'd imagine on better weeks, he's going to be catching more than half of his targets. Yeah, 100%. Uh Looking at the Patriots, Jacoby Myers, um, only Ross in 35% leagues. That's, that's kind of surprising. Um, it's yeah, too- for him. I mean, it's never going to, it's never going to be like the sexiest name, but he is just a very consistent guy. 13 targets. So you love that nine catches, 95 yards. Nelson Aguilar also had a big game for them. Any interest in either of them? I mean, Myers for sure. Um, he seems like a, a solid guy you could throw in your flex week and week out and, and be fine. Um, uh, Aguilar, no. He's your typical, you know, he could catch a bomb any given week, you know, maybe get you a 50-yard touchdown. Cool. But he could also get you absolutely nothing. So I'm not super interested in Aguilar. Um, would you agree with both of those? Yeah, Aguilar's your boom boss guy. I mean, six targets was solid. I mean, he had five the first week. You know, lost a fumble, so that hurt him. But six targets for Hunter, called all of them, 110 and a touchdown. Probably not going to get that all the time, but that's your boom or bust guy there. And yeah, I mean, it's tough because you really don't want anyone in the passing offense there. I tend to just think maybe I'd want the boom guy in, in, uh, in Aguilar. Um, yeah, I just feel like you're constantly going to be, you know, debating Jacoby Myers or a boom guy on another team, right? Like, are you ever going to be thrilled to start Jacoby Myers in the flex? Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. It depends on what you need, I guess. Um, yeah. I would have been happy with him this week. He got 
yeah. like 14 points in our league. Like I'd be happy yeah. with that. No, absolutely. Um, but you know, you're probably looking at closer to the 8.2 that he got in the first week is like what you can. Yeah. That's probably the there. average. Yeah. But yeah, like you said, it's interesting to see him down at 30, 35% roster ship. I think he's definitely someone that needs to be owned. And, um, the fun thing you know, about Myers depth guy. and Aguilar is their schedule is, is pretty interesting. They got Baltimore this week. Probably not fun. Um, I mean, their secondary has looked really bad. Yeah, so. true. True. It has. Yeah. And they actually, did just get lit up. You know, so isn't bad. that might be good. Um, yeah. Green Bay, Detroit, Chicago, the Jets, Indy, Jets again, Minnesota. Um, there's Buffalo in there. Arizona's in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, he's got a lot of opportunity with some weaker matchups uh, both of them so that could be interesting long term we're looking you know season long yeah um another two interesting options here for the jets Corey davis had a pretty good game only 14 percent rostered and then even better than him garrett wilson had a huge game rookie having a big game here in his uh just the second week in the nfl yeah i think we had both of these on last week's too um i think my opinion hasn't changed in that like I'd rather have Garrett Wilson. He's the young, exciting one with upside. Yeah. Um, you know, reliability for both of them, I think, is gonna be tough because you can't A, Flacco's not gonna be the starting quarterback forever. And B, I can't see him throwing fifty, you know, passes a game. Yeah, I forever think I saw someone either. say he had like over a hundred total passes on the year yeah. already in two weeks. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a lot to ask for. Yeah. Um so consistent, Flacco. you know, he yeah, both of them scream like somebody you're gonna put in your lineup this week and then get burned. Um, but, uh, the vibe yeah, could be Wilson's there. one I would definitely want to throw on the bench though, because, you know, if we, is this every year you have, you know, a, a young receiver that just shows that they can, they can do it here in the NFL and maybe it's not every single week, but he'd be a really good depth guy to have, especially if he, you know, turns out to be the, you know, top receiver in the draft. Yeah. You know, we always see that year in and year out one or two of those guys fancy relevant here, even in year one. Yeah, he's sitting on my bench. So, yep. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, pretty solid. Um, another rookie, Jahan Dotson here. Yeah, got himself another touchdown. I don't think he did much other than that. Is that right? Yeah, I want to say his targets haven't been huge. Five targets this time, up from three last week. Um, four catches, 59 yards, touchdown, and a two point conversion. So, you know, on the year, 16.5 and 15.9. So, Definitely looks good. Definitely is being utilized in the offense. We were talking about it earlier. You know, I already had people reaching out in a dynasty league about him. And, you know, is this maybe part of the high watermark for him? Um, you know, or is, is this, you know, like we're talking about possibly Garrett Wilson. This is like one of those top receivers in the, you know, rookies that just look like they can play here in the NFL and they can jump right in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, He's a, a tough one to trust because it's it comes out of touchdowns, but the Washington offense is, is looking pretty good from a fantasy standpoint. Yeah, yeah, uh, so far. So we'll see. I mean, the Eagles have did not play good in week one. Dallas, their defense has been up and down, so that's their next two weeks as well. So he, he could be in line to keep you know keep going. Yeah. Um final two, uh Sterling Shepard, Nico Collins. Interested in uh either one of those? Not particularly. Nico, I didn't realize, but he had, you know, pretty decent game. Let's see if I can pull him up here again. Uh, you know, only you know nine targets, four catches for 58 yards, but nine targets. Good to see him involved. Uh, I think it's really him, you know, and, and more that are behind Brandon Cooks 
on the receiver depth chart. So it's not like he has a ton of competition now, you know, to be the number two there. Yeah, agreed. They're they're not that bad uh, depth pieces there. And I believe Shepard also had uh, quite a few targets as well. Not a a ton of output, but he did get the volume. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Taking a look at tight ends. um, I'm not sure if there's anything more to say at Everett that we didn't say last week. Um, His roster ship's really high, 57%. Um, but he looks good and he's part of a, you know, high powered offense. Uh, you're still good with him, I assume, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think he's someone that if you missed the vote on last week and you needed a tight end, this is you know probably the guy you're going to want to spend up on, uh, you know, the other guys here are decent, but if you need a tight end and you're trying to, you know, cover a position, I think that's the guy to, to go, to go get. I mean, I don't know how much I want to spend on tight end, but you know, is it crazy to think, you know, 15, 20, 25, if, if you think he could be the guy the rest of the year? Yeah, no, that that's to find a tight end. You can start out every week is a, uh, you know, a diamond in the rough. I definitely pay for that. Yeah. Um, of the other ones here, I'm just curious if there's, you know, one or two that really stick out to you. We've got Logan Thomas here, rostered at 14%, Ty Conklin at three, Ingram at 21, Gesicki at 27. So pretty widespread availability. Any of them you liking? Yeah, I'd say two that are interesting. Gasecki, just because you know the offense looked great two weeks in a row, is that going to continue? I think probably most people think it's going to come back down to earth. But if they do continue to go off like that, you know, two incredible receivers, Gasecki is you know eventually at some point going to be going to be the option that they're going to have to go to because teams are going to try to shut down either Hill. Uh, you know, Waddle or both, and you're going to probably have some really good matchups for Gasecki, especially if they're going to keep putting up points. So Gasecki would be interesting, and then low roster ship one would be Conklin, because, you know, most of the C.J. Uzama injury helps out Conklin a little bit, and he clearly had the bulk of the tight end targets because of that injury to his teammate at the same position. Yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm definitely with you on Conklin. I think Logan Thomas is the other one I'm interested in. Um, two good weeks in a row. I mean, this week, largely because he just got a touchdown. Um, but kind of like the Doxon talk, the offense looks good for fantasy, so I'm pretty good with that. Um, Ingram, I just I don't know what the upside is, and Gasicki's got the upside, but his floor is non-existent, as we've seen in Week One, where he was whatever uh, I think like under a point in most leagues or around a point. So that's that's a tough one. So yeah, I'd go with Thomas and uh, Conklin there. Uh, looking at our streaming positions, if you were a, uh, a Herbert owner and he, you know, he uh, he misses a week, or you had Trey Lance, um, we got four options here. Well, tell me who you like. You can have uh, Jimmy G, resurgent Jimmy G against four uh, percent rostered at Denver. Wentz, fifty-two percent rostered versus Philly revenge game. Uh, Jameis Winston, forty-nine percent rostered at Carolina and Mariota, eleven percent at Seattle. Yeah, I, I think I'd probably go in that order. Um... I, you know, Garoppolo clearly is the best offense of the group there. And, you know, he's been good whenever he's been in action. Maybe not great. And that's partially maybe why he lost his job. But for the most part, he's been very, very good. So Garoppolo would be the preference there. Um, Wentz against the Eagles uh, could go really well or really poorly. Um, So we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, It's home for Washington. So I think that helps them out being their first, his first game against the Eagles is at home, but the Eagles defense is a lot on paper. They didn't look great in Detroit. We'll see how they look against a very good offense in Minnesota tonight. Um, man, I think maybe that'll, that'll tell if the Eagles 
you know, are able to look a little bit more competitive, even against better offense, and may want to stay away from Wentz. But if they get torched again, I think you know you may want to stay in the Flames there, uh, or the opposite of the Flames for a defense that's you know giving up a lot of points. But I'd probably stay away from the other two. Winston back injuries a little scary, and Mariota that offense is just pretty meh. Uh, and then Seattle's defense has been surprisingly tougher than I think a lot of people thought. And another game at home, it's just a tough place to play. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't want, I'm not starting Winston or Mariota. Um, I would prefer Wentz. Uh, she's been really good for fantasy so far. And, you know, we'll, we'll see about Philly this week. They got beat up last week. Um, so that's always a good sign. And, you know, Detroit can beat up on Philly. I'm assuming Washington can. Um, Jimmy G's solid, but you just don't know what you're going to get out of him. You know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll win whatever, 40 to nothing, and he'll somehow only end up with like 12 fantasy points. Um, but uh, he's a solid streaming option, um, especially this week against Denver, who's just is all out of sorts. Um, but I got Wentz, and I will, uh, I'll be rolling him out again this week. And then uh, finally, Will, defenses. We have the Saints 60% roster going up against Carolina. In Carolina, Cowboys, 42% rostered at home. Uh, actually, no, I think that one is on the road in New York because Cowboys were home the first two weeks. Uh, we do have the Eagles, aforementioned, against the Redskins on the road, and then Seattle at home versus Atlanta. Yeah, I mean, I think the the, the roster ship tells the story. Like, I'll go with the Saints against Carolina. Like, Carolina offense doesn't look like anything special. Um but at 60% rostered, that, that's going to be tough to get. Um, second would be the Cowboys, 42%. Um, Giants offense looks terrible. Um, yeah, it's Barkley or bust. Yeah, I mean, they've managed to get to 2-0, and but uh, not looking too good. Um, of the other two, like the, you know, the lesser-owned ones, I will probably take, uh, I guess... I think I'd take Seattle. Like part of me thinks I should take the Eagles and just hope for some, you know, Wentz meltdown, but I don't think Wentz melts down and throws like a ton of interceptions too often. But so I'll stick with the Seahawks, I guess. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think today's gonna tell a lot, you know, like I said, just determining how the Eagles defense plays against a pretty good Vikings offense here on Monday night. So that'll probably point you one way or the other. But Seattle's been a sneaky good defense so far. 12 points in our scoring here in week one and 13 in week two. And, and we start with 10. So yeah, they did have had come away with multiple sacks in week one, another sack here in week two, had a blocked field goal and a touchdown, and then you know a couple fumble recoveries. So they've got some takeaways. They've got some sacks on the year. They've even scored a touchdown. And that's been against two offenses that, you know, I think have more talent than Atlanta. Maybe they're not playing well right now overall, but they've definitely got some talent. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think definitely makes sense they're going with, you know, taking a shut dart throw on them. Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, that's going to take care of the waiver show. Will, any uh, closing remarks? Uh, no, nothing here. Everyone, just make sure you get your uh, claims in here Tuesday night and Get, uh, you know, I know we double check the waivers or the, the, um, who was dropped after the waivers as well, because you never know. I had one league, someone, um, dropped Darnell Mooney last week and obviously didn't have a great game this week, but someone that, uh, you know, was happy to scoop up and, and just throw in the back of my roster in case he, you know, comes back to life. 